0: This is Joelle Jones, and I listen to Top Five Comics
1: podcast. Welcome to Top Five Comics:
2: People talking about comics, pop culture, and events. Today with us we have the Ant-Man, Curtis. Hello. We also have the Yellow Jacket, Ross. Hi. We have Goliath. With CBS. What are you trying to say? <laughs> 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 and then we have the wasp, Rob. Yeah, he, he shared a name with his with his wife for a minute. That's
1: kind of weird. I thought weird. you were going to go giant, man.
2: <sighs> well, I thought about it, but, you know, I guess I get the wasp. <laughs> you get the wasp! That guy's a real jerk. Shut up, guy. Wasp. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, that was... Enthusiastic. Um, so today... Oh, hang on. Do we do episodes first or do, we do what we're doing first? Does anybody remember how this you still You do works? what you're doing. And then... Okay, so we're going to go over the uh, Marvel released a preview catalog today. Whatever. and uh, Or not today, on Wednesday. So if you look at the internet, then chances are you already know what we're going to talk about. Because we're going to talk about a little bit of that. Uh, then we'll move into Onyx from uh, IDW, issue one. Uh, then uh, Barbed Wire, issue one. Then The Spire, um, also issue one, Barbara is from Dark Horse, and uh, Spire is from Boom. Is that right? Yeah. Yes. And then we'll be doing Aquaman number 41 from DC Comics. Today we're doing episode number
1: 61. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, let's move into a little bit of news with Ross. And the dog pile. God damn
1: it.
3: God damn it. Uh, Quite a bit of kind of crazy news this week. Or past two weeks, I guess I should say. Um, Probably one of the first big things is they cast Spider-Man for Spider-Man. And he'll be showing up in... Captain
0: America Civil War. So the the, uh, Sony-slash-Marvel Spider-Man.
3: Mm-hmm. Okay. And it's Tom Holland.
0: Tom Holland. And
3: and it's kind of crazy, because I think a lot of people were speculating that there was a chance it was going to be Miles Morales Spider-Man, and it's definitely Peter Parker. Right. Which, Miles Morales wouldn't have made sense for the Civil War thing, but not like it's going to make sense anyways for what they're doing. I doubt it'll be the
0: same as the comics.
3: Yeah, no. Um we also saw some crazy pictures from Batman v Superman.
2: Dawn of Justice. Right,
3: yep. Taco Um, salad. Extra. Taco salad, yeah. And some saw a lot of pictures of Bruce Wayne and Diana Prince like dancing together. As well as some kind of pictures of them in costume and stuff we've kind of already seen. Well, right but it was kind of cool seeing the pictures. It actually got a lot of people more excited for the movie seeing the pictures apparently than watching the trailer. So
0: well, there you go. The
3: trailer didn't have Wonder Woman in it. And no, the pictures it didn't. To you, so I guess that's yeah. part of it.
0: Yeah, that's the difference.
2: Well, the trailer looks very Dark Knight. So mm. I wasn't sure how anybody else would fit into that story.
3: Yeah, especially since it's a, a and it's weird because it's supposed to be a totally different batman too like it's not supposed to be the dark knight batman oh the, the christian bell's batman yeah
2: no i'm in dark knight
3: like frank miller's oh gotcha Dark Knight. yeah that definitely does look a whole lot like that too
2: but yeah <laughs> yeah they're trying to move away from the um the batman begins uh movies mm. since you know he was he was so determined not to be to be followed anyways Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, this is supposed to be, like, what, the the older grizzled Batman?
0: Which is funny, because the picture of him is Bruce Wayne. He doesn't look a whole lot like that at all. I don't think he's really supposed to be that much older. I think that they're going with the wider set just because of the costume they're using. I don't think he's really supposed to be that old. They have
3: said that it's supposed to be later in Batman's career. But you're you're right, he doesn't look like he's very old. but yeah, Maybe he started his career
0: when he was, like, 12, so it's been a while. (laughs) He's been out there doing things for a minute. Mm -hmm. (laughs) <laughs> How is he in Gotham? Then yes. Well,
2: there you go. and, <laughs> is that and when he again? started
3: as Batman? When well, he
2: was... You know,
0: he's not wearing the costume, but he's running around doing things in the seer- streets and the sewers. So it's fine.
3: Well, that's where I played when I was a kid, so...
0: Ross, you have a different type of bring up <laughs> than most of us have had. Because all the work you got done down there, you might be part turtle. He
3: explains the smell.
0: <laughs> I was not going to mention that, <laughs> but since you did,
3: there oh, you go man. i think that's like all the big movie news the next stuff would be the marvel
0: stuff i'd say yeah, there's a fair amount of lean out for marvel too i feel like there was something else they should have pictured up, but now i can't remember what it was
2: well we had some talk about where films were landing like shazam being connected or that's right things not being connected I so far it seems like dc really is opposed to have anything connected mm. so so what do we know is connected and so not.
3: apparently what they've said now is there's this whole selection of, move, of comics that are going to be movies that are coming out from D.C. And, and they're releasing them under the two different companies that Warner Brothers owns. Right. So one of them, the Justice League and Batman and Superman and Aquaman and Wonder Woman and whatever else comes out of that. I don't remember what the other ones were. Are all going to be released under the Warner Brothers like movie studio. And the stuff that they're apparently making Vertigo books into movies are going to be released under the New Line Cinema Studio instead of Warner Brothers, so they won't tie into anything.
0: And so the idea is that the ones that come out from New Line don't actually connect to the ones that come out from Warner Brothers?
3: Exactly. And they're all supposed to be based off of Vertigo books, with the exception of, as far as I know, unless they've changed this, and they might have, and I don't know, Right. is Shazam is supposedly coming out through New Line. Which is kind of interesting that they would put that one out and not have it tie into...
0: Regular Justice League? Mm-hmm. Or the Warner Brothers world?
3: And then the other kind of crazy one is, is there was a Justice League Dark. It started out as just Justice League Dark with... Uh...
1: Guillermo del Toro?
3: Yeah. And uh, it has been changed the title. It, it's, it started out like before New 52 was even introduced, they were calling this Justice League Dark, and it was like Constantine and Zatanna and essentially the group we got when Justice League Dark started. Since then, it's been changed now to being called Dark Universe, and uh, Del Toro has been the person kind of behind it and been the only person that's really talked about it in interviews up until now. And he supposedly left the project, but the movie is still getting made. That's weird. And what's really weird is it has a lot of Vertigo characters, That's they're releasing it under Warner Brothers, so it, it'll be a tie-in to Justice
0: League.
1: That's Yeah, that's strange. It's kind of like the Edgar Wright thing in Ant-Man. Yeah, I guess, He yeah. kind of championed Ant-Man and then...
0: Had to walk away from him for whatever yeah, reason. because
1: they were talking, couldn't come to a conclusion or mm. disagreements.
0: Agreement of whatever he wanted to do versus what they wanted to do. Yeah, that's weird, a little bit yeah hmm. well there's that i guess um think uh was there anything else meteor wise i think that
3: was it i thought that was it before though too so
0: right what you about what?
1: that movie that you just learned about tonight no,
3: Oh the, yeah it's not really tied into comic books at all but they're making a scooby-doo and kiss movie Which is awesome.
1: And it comes out on the 21st, and you just learned about it today. Yeah. And it was announced back in April. Yep. How are you failing at this? Not enough time to check the internet.
2: (laughs) (laughs) I would have said Betrayal by Scooby Snack. Yeah,
3: well, that too.
1: (laughs) But no, we watched the trailer. It looks fantastic. Yeah, it looks awesome. It's pretty awesome. And I haven't seen a Scooby-Doo movie in a while.
3: You know, all the recent ones have been pretty good. Even stuff I didn't expect to like, I liked. So, Like the wrestling one? The wrestling one, and then they had a weird musical one, and it ended up being okay, too. So, Huh.
2: And we learned that the guy with the cat paint on his face is the Catman. Yep. Because we were trying to figure that out for some reason a couple months ago. It was like oh, yeah, demon, that's right. And the Star Child, the Spaceman, and the, Space Man, and and the, the guy cat with the cat face. <laughs> <laughs> what, what is that guy? He's got a cat face. <laughs> the cat. But now we know. The cat man. Yeah. I mean, it makes thanks, perfect sense. Thanks to Scooby-Doo. Yeah, mm-hmm. thanks to Scooby-Doo. The more you know. I think everyone else probably <laughs> knew
3: but we were slow
1: to the... You know Well, you had you, you know asked me, uh, I would have told you.
2: I don't think you were here at the time we were, we were
1: discussing <laughs> this. But, uh, Kiss, um, I've been a big fan, but not of their music, of their imagery, I guess. <laughs> no, back in the day, because my dad used to work at a machine shop, and he would... Uh, cut out Kiss emblems out of, like, Diamond Plate oh, and bring them back to the house. And then all the, the Psycho Circus comic. I love that. Oh, right, right. Yeah, I remember uh, that. Then they had that Carnival Souls release where they had all the face paint. It was the heaviest album, like, in 98 or 97. Oh. And I got on it. I got on the bandwagon late. But um, we were actually going to name our dog that we got after Space Ace. We are going to call him Ace. Oh, and okay. Had I known about Ace the Bad Hound at that time. That'd have been awesome, you know, because I st- I didn't read a lot of Batman, mm. and then it, it totally made sense if we would have, but we called him Romo instead after Bill Romanowski. That's awesome, and uh, <laughs> I kind of regretted that.
0: Why, man? Romo's awesome.
1: He's a pain in the ass. Yeah,
0: I'm gonna reach in your <laughs> neck and get your throat bacon. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that's right. So, oh my god, the man's out of control.
1: No, I'm actually fairly. I'm not a big Scooby Doo fan. Yeah, but I like Scooby Doo. But yeah, this is. I'll probably have to buy it. Sweet. I didn't buy the wrestling one, and I'm a huge wrestling fan, mm. but this one's really got it. <laughs> their, their spaceship is a guitar.
3: Yep. It's awesome. I have a feeling like that's going to be a dream or something. Or like mm-hmm. VR. Yeah. was but that right? Virtual reality? Yeah, yeah. I yeah. said the right thing. I
0: mean, it's words. Yeah.
1: Holy it looks like crap. it took
3: place in a theme park kind of thing, too, yeah. so maybe it's a ride or something, too. But.
1: And then they had a, a shot of Kiss, and they were doing their pose. Yeah. And then the guy starts sweeping up the confetti. These these effects cost money, you know. <laughs> so that was pretty good. Awesome. I can't believe we talked that long about Scooby Doo. That was awesome. Man. I guess it was more about Kiss.
0: Kind of a mix. Of but uh, yeah,
1: they're all in the face paint except for Freddy. Right. And Scooby is the cat. <laughs> it's well,
0: it makes perfect sense.
1: Uh, and Shaggy's the demon for some reason. So. It also yeah. It makes perfect sense.
0: Anyway. There
3: you go. You know, so if you haven't seen it yet, watch the Scooby-Doo meets Kiss movie trailer. <laughs> right, right.
1: If this gets out there before the movie comes out. Yeah. Well, we'll see.
3: <laughs> there was an episode of Scooby-Doo 2 where they met Kiss. The
1: Halloween special
3: from oh, really? a couple years ago. i damn! And it's a it's okay if you like Scooby-Doo, but it definitely doesn't look as crazy as this movie does.
0: Yeah. Right on. Alright, well, uh, let's go move into the... Uh, this is kind of news, too. we got the Marvel, uh, Marvel update, blah-da-blah. Blah, blah. So the book with all the uh, pictures of things coming, things to come. All-new, all-different Marvel. Right. All-new, all-different Marvel. Um, so uh, let's pick a couple of those to kind of go over because there's kind of a lot in there. Yeah.
2: Well, you get a much better picture of what the all-new, all-different Avengers is going to be, and it's going to be a pretty mighty team. But, um, you know, it kind of depends on... on what your, you know, favorite kind of characters are coming into this. So one of the ones I'm pretty excited about is the Uncanny Avengers, which is going to be uh, Steve Rogers. Um, They're going to be including Deadpool, Brother Voodoo, Spider-Man, Quicksilver, possibly the Human Torch, and I think Micron is his character, although it's been a while since I've seen them. And Rogue, Um, and so the Uncanny Avengers is going to be once again another stab at this unity team. So we're going to have Inhumans, we're going to have mutants, we're going to have heroes, we're going to have X Men, we're going to have a whole lot. But it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun. And having Deadpool and Spider Man on the same team could be a lot of fun, actually. Yeah. Uh,
1: Look at uh, Brother Voodoo's arm. Yes. Is that kind of distorted, or is that supposed to be? I think it's just distorted by, by the artist. Is he going to just be Bone? <laughs> no. He, I, I love Brother Voodoo, but...
2: Yeah. I think I think that's just an artist take.
1: And Ryan Stegman's going to be doing the art, so...
2: Yeah. That'll be a bonus, because yeah. he's awesome. And I, I had to really think on this one, but the Ultimates is another one I'm kind of really looking oh, forward yeah. to, actually. Because it looks like the Mighty Avengers just continuing on. And I'm not a big fan of... Anything to do with the Ultimates from the Ultimate Universe, but this is this is not the Ultimates from the Ultimates Universe. This yeah,
0: it's folded into six one six. Yeah, yeah. At this point, everything's the same reality saver. Maybe Gwen and
1: the Kenneth Ruckeffert. Yeah. Oh, yeah, he was like image DC centric, and he's jumped shipped to Marvel. See, this that's is what awesome. it, is he is he completely Marvel now? Or I
0: don't is know. He
3: Still going to be doing Teen Titans?
0: I have no idea. That's a good question, Ross. Don't know.
3: But no. it's got
1: it's got the the blue. Marvel in it.
0: Blue mm. Marvel. Look, looks like the only character missing from Mighty Avengers is Luke Cage.
1: And Blue Marvel looks fantastic. Yeah, he looks cool. Looks like a badass.
2: Um, definitely one of the big questions for us coming into this is going to be Doctor Strange. Because Doctor Strange is very prevalent with, like, big acts. So he's got he's got his retro look, too. They, they decided to go back to the, like, kind of tunic shirt tunic and shirt stuff. Key. Yeah. So... I don't know, it's, it's going to be pretty neat to see what they do with him.
0: Um, well, that one's being written by uh, Jason Aaron, who's yeah. been, everything's written written in the last, I two years has been awesome. God of Thunder, awesome. Current Thor, awesome. Avengers X-Men, awesome. Current Secret Wars, as far as I'm concerned, awesome. So, I'm interested to see what that one ends up being. But yeah, I think that'll be cool. Because Chris uh, bacello doing the art? Mm-hmm. Or Bacchiello, Boccello? I don't know how you say his name. Bacello. Bacello. So... That's awesome, at least the first arc will be great, because the art team and writing team will be great on it. And then, of course, Aaron's continuing the, the Thor into Mighty Thor, so that'll be cool, too. Yeah. I've liked that so far.
2: that to be pretty cool. Uh, they're also going to give Scarlet Witch and Vision their own series and go back and touch the uh, Contest of Champions, which could be really interesting. If you were following anything with Maestro in Future Imperfect, this may be where he, he goes from there. Um, they're also kind of teasing with uh, Illuminati, which looks like it's going to be the, the hood with a whole band of kind of villains. So this is going to be the Illuminati that's like the super villain version. Um, we're also getting a lot of news from Spider-Man. We're getting regular Spider-Man, which is going to be, I guess, now Miles Morales. From the look of the costume, yes. And then Amazing Spider-Man, which uh, is going to have like kind of a new... His suit is, is, is like his old suit, but it's going to have
0: like some kind of glow to it, evidently. At least from the picture, it looks like it has a, like a neon kind of glow to it. But we we've under, what we understand so far about it is apparently Peter's uh, driving the company, Parker Industries, and he's more Tony stark is what people are saying. So I don't know if uh, we're going to have just a whole bunch of different spider running around or what exactly that's going to be.
3: And regular regular Spider-Man is confirmed to be Miles Morales
0: too. Uh, is he? Okay.
3: It's 100 percent confirmed.
0: We'll yeah. take that. World, mm.
2: but um, they're going to be continuing with Spider Woman, Silk, Spider Gwen, uh, Spider-Man 2099, and Web Warriors. And Spider or Silk, I'm sorry, is actually going to take kind of a dark turn. So it'll be interesting to see what they do with her. Um, I don't know. I guess the early news right now is that they're going to try to turn her into a villain. I don't know how much faith i'd put in that but should be pretty cool um guardians of the galaxy is always a must anyhow they've shook up the team a bit so we're missing some key characters and we have some brand new characters that are going to interact with them as well
3: i'm actually really excited for that one yeah apparently rocket raccoon is the leader that's what it sounds like and it has thing in with them and uh female star lord Mm-hmm. who a lot of people are speculating might be Kitty Pride. Yes. So,
2: Yeah, there's a lot of speculation on on who she's going to be. And plus, we're still having still having Venom out there, mm. which this might actually finally lead to that Venom arc that they've been kind of building to for a while.
0: Well, we did get the Venom homeworld in that book, just at the very end of it. Mm. But uh, as far as Venom in space is concerned, it'll definitely be different to see him that filled. And it's hard to say who's actually in the suit because it doesn't look like our tactical Venom but it's definitely not Lashy Tongue Venom, so it might not even be the same guy.
1: we do have the Venom Space Knight book. Right, True. which is
0: another one that lends to the idea of dealing with more Venom Homeworld stuff, maybe.
1: It may be one of those Space Knights that got the Oh, symbiote. that'd be
0: crazy. Huh. The Venom got mixed with the... Yeah, that's an interesting idea. It'd
1: be awesome if Ron could show up. Yeah, let's see. That ain't gonna happen.
0: Uh, Nova's gonna get a continue on,
2: which I've been a big fan of, the Nova run. And I'm hoping that we're seeing a possible return of Rich Rider. Although so, it looks like, but. Might be getting my hopes up too high. But uh, Star is going to continue with his own title. Um, we're going
0: to Drax of the Destroyer book written by uh, CM Punk. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's true.
1: International or Intergalactic Fight Club. Right. Is the first. I don't know what it's going to be about.
0: No idea, but
2: it looks, looks cool. Mm mm-hmm. um, We're also going to be continuing The Uncanny Inhumans. Uh, which looks like it's going to be awesome, it's really going to be dealing with most of the royal family. But Karnak is going to get his own title, which ought to be really neat, because we also saw Karnak is going to be a part of the all-new, all-different Avengers, or at least he's he's on the picture for it. So um, X-Men is also going to be pretty strong with three new titles. They're going to have the, the Extraordinary X-Men, the Uncanny X-Men, the all-new X-Men, um, the all-new is going to be interesting because it's featuring the the original X-Men again. But Extraordinary seems to be like their, their lead book, and it looks like it's going to be a lot of fun if you're a, a Humberto Ramos fan.
0: And Jeff Lemire is writing it too, so that, yeah, should, be, a that good should be That's a pretty good combination. Yeah, I think yeah. so. And I, I know one of the
2: big things that was crazy for us is not only Old Man Logan is going to be resurfacing in our new, regular, current universe... But X-23 is actually going to take over the Wolverine title. So she's going to be coming out as the all-new Wolverine. So we're going to have an Old Man Logan title and a Wolverine title. Two separate characters. Right. Um, and of course, you know, we couldn't go too long without Deadpool being back. So there's that. So Deadpool will have his own book again. Looks like an awesome party. Yeah. Uh, but there's there's tons of other books that are going to be coming out that
0: should be fantastic. This was just kind of I'm picking a bunch of them, but... Yeah, just a run-through of what what was mentioned. There's there's other ones outside that. I mean, I think overall there was 40 different books they listed. Um, But as far as, like, just in general, I mean, it's a quick, brief overview of a bunch of them. Mm -hmm. I don't know. A lot of it seems pretty promising. I mean, Ant-Man looks really cool, too, but it seems to be following directly out of what we were getting before. So Mm -hmm. as far as a reboot to the universe, it doesn't feel like that's what it is. I mean, it looks like a slight skew of the universe, so more like Flashpoint versus like actual restart but till the book starts, I guess who knows right
1: what yeah. <clears throat> I'm looking really forward to which you guys know how I feel about the shield and all that crap that's happened with them right is the helling command as a shield mm-hmm.
0: it does look, yeah the that's... monster
1: book written by Frank uh, Barbieri who was doing five ghosts yeah so that's what I'm I'm looking forward to that one
2: and that's actually something that's really interesting because we were talking to somebody today and they were wondering you know with Iron Man coming out, what happened to the Superior argument? What happened to that story arc? Well, one of the cool things about the title you just mentioned is that Kid uh, Abomination is gonna be a part of that story.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So whatever happened with
0: Superior, it's not just washed away. Just because Kid Abomination is still around. So Yeah, but we
1: get Manfibian back, so uh, well, that's all a... I care about.
0: Manfibian. man freaking tastic.
1: Yeah, a lot theory. of those
0: look promising, I mean, book-wise, uh, there's a fairly good batch of team and mix of characters, and I guess we'll see what it winds up being, I mean, as far as, like, continuations are concerned, uh, a lot of them look like they're straight continuing from what they were before, but it'll be interesting to see what the shakeups wind up actually doing, I guess. And I think that the Man-Thing is going to be awesome, too, because he's also part of that Howling Commandos, which is what I like, the Man-Thing. Man-Thing
2: and Hit-Monkey.
0: Oh yeah, Him hit monkeys part of that he too. Going to be a part oh, of it man. too. Yeah,
3: that's awesome.
0: So um. evil can bring the touch, and then uh, the man can swim in the water with the monkey. <laughs> awesome.
3: It's going to be the tagline to it. By the that's way, it's
0: kind of
1: how the monkey got the, the backstory of the monkey. Pretty much,
0: it is. Yeah, yeah.
1: they were swimming in the same water. I guess.
0: <laughs> well, that's what happens. Dirty monkeys. Anyway, I, it should be fun. It'll be interesting to see another uh, Howling Commandos and see how it goes.
1: You know when they initially
0: said that... Dum Dum Dugan's going
1: to be a part of it, too. Yes. Which is the only link back to the original Howling Commandos, it looks yeah, like. Yeah, I'm
0: surprised
2: there's no Nick. Yeah. Like, either, hmm. either possible Nicks. And there's another... There's a S.H.I.E.L.D. book, and we saw a Coulson, but I don't know if we've seen any
0: Nicks yet. I don't think so. I, 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 again, I don't think this is a direct start over a reboot. I think it really is falling out of and like pieces are going to like previous universe, I think most of it's still going to be the same. Because mm-hmm. it's obvious that X-23 it, it is who's wearing the Wolverine costume, at least from her claws and from her look. So obviously she must have existed before. This can't be a brand new start for A brand new storytelling of her just, oh, all of a sudden she's a Wolverine. If that's the case, it's sloppy writing, so let's hope that's not what happens.
2: Well, yeah, that, and they're leaving Thor (laughs) as she she is, and they're also leaving um, Falcon as he is,
0: with with Steve Rogers. So it can't be a full reboot, otherwise that stuff wouldn't make any sense. So, I I don't know, that's. It'll be interesting to see what it is. We'll know more when we
2: find out. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm more excited <laughs> with it than I, than I thought I would be. Right. So, but I, I really was dreading a full reboot, but...
3: I'm excited about it, and I don't care about Marvel, like, at all, so...
0: Take that, Marvel. <laughs> Ross is excited. All right, well, let's go ahead and move into a couple comic books, actually. Just to let you know, there will be spoilers. Uh, Rob, you want to tell us a story about uh, Onyx? Yeah, Onyx is
2: created by created and storytelling by Chris Rail and Gabriel Rodriguez. Uh, Onyx is actually an incredible story. It's almost as if you take like aliens and mix it with Predator and mix it with Iron Man. You'd kind of get what Onyx is about. We're on Earth, evidently some years in the future, and we wind up having a very mysterious meteor crash that kind of, when the meteor comes in, it actually changes directory after hitting a piece of town. Trajectory. Trajectory. Yeah, it bounces up and down, like like on purpose. Uh, And when it finds its stop in the jungle, a field team is called out to investigate. And shortly after that, before the field team gets there, another meteorite lands nearby. As the field team gets there, they're immediately set upon by a mutated animal life. And uh, one of being saved by this mysterious you know, armor clad soldier calling himself Onyx. Uh, what we do what we find out pretty quickly is that Onyx is from a world that has already died. And whatever has come to this planet is the same thing that wiped out Onyx's planet. And that its infestation can travel through organic matter and plant matter. And so to deal with it, they're gonna have to really work hard to clean up the site very quickly. The kinda cool thing that we meet with that is that we get like kind of the commandos from Earth, and they all have different abilities and different countries and nationalities and different nicknames, um, along with one of them that's like a psychic-based soldier. And so their personalities and their kind of different skill sets bounce around off of them along with Onyx. Um, makes for a really, really unique story, but we wind up ending it with a nice little cliffhanger that uh, maybe whatever caused this meteor to come down here, it wasn't just happenstance, it might have been drawn here by something, we don't know. But it's uh, it's definitely a great sci-fi adventure, and it it makes me really interested to see where it's going to go from here.
0: So. Right, it's got pretty solid art too. I mean, yeah, book wise, it it's it's has got some solid art to it. I definitely dig the way it looks, and the I mean, the concept of the armor and everything too. Plus, they did a throwback like EC cover for one of the covers this month, which is awesome. Uh, Robin, score book.
2: Wow, one last thing. I'm sorry. Sure, yeah, go ahead. Uh, they have a really cool write up at the end of it where they feature all of the different um, commando characters that we meet and give you a little brief rundown on them. They also do a kind of uh, fun write-up on, on the people that are involved in the book where they make them up like they're soldiers as well and then give them a little backup story for, oh, that's cool. for them. Okay. So that was pretty cool. Um, I was, I'm actually really impressed with it. I, I liked it a lot more than I thought I was going to from the initial onset of the book. i give it a 5.5. I, I really thought it... Or, I'm sorry, not a 5.5. Uh, okay, 4.5, sorry. Can't go beyond the well, rating system. Right. Now i give it a 4.5. I... I was really impressed with it. I think the artwork for it is fantastic. I love the character building. I think it was a real well done story.
1: Cool.
0: Right on. Yeah, uh, Mr. Curtis?
1: I kind of zoned out listening to him, simply because I haven't haven't read it yet. Oh, okay. So you, I wasn't planning on getting it, but the EC cover was, in the, was there, so I'm like, yeah. Cool. But I, I really want to read it, so I kind of zoned out, so I can't score it.
0: That's oh. understandable. I, when you get to it I think you're gonna really enjoy it. Let's see, well you know, I give it a four also. Like it's 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 not, not completely fast paced the entire time, but as far as like setup's concerned, you can meet a lot of characters and they give us a lot of different pieces about different things and the whole the whole crash at the beginning, I mean they basically start explaining to you how the city's set up and how there's mass transit and why there's mass transit and then we start seeing dudes get taken out pretty much. I mean the meteor thing is pretty crazy at the beginning. Um so yeah, you know, I give it a four. Um, Oh, well, i probably just fine. I'm interested to see what else it does. Uh, Mr. Ross, did you read the Onyx?
3: Nope. Yeah, I actually know absolutely nothing about it. So I'm going to have to skip the score on this time, too. Take take that,
0: <laughs> Onyx. Shiny silver suit. All right. Well, uh, let's move on to... I think we're doing Bob Wire next from the uh, Dark Horse. Which, uh, depending on when you started comic books or whatnot, you might remember barbed wire from a uh, movie that was made with Pamela Anderson. Huh? Um, you know, and I thought the, the name series. sounded familiar.
1: That's, that's, that's the same
0: thing. Yeah, same thing. Uh, however, this is a different take on what's going on with that. So I think they waited just long enough to get the, maybe the taste out. I don't know. I didn't really hate it. Like, a lot of people hated it, but I didn't. So um, the script for this guy is by uh, Chris Warren. And we got uh, Patrick Olif. Olif or Olif? I don't know how to pronounce it. Um, art-wise, you know, I was pretty happy with the way the art looks. The covers were, are both Adam Hughes for the two, uh, A.B. covers this month. And they're both fantastic. Basically, what we wind up finding out, we start out with seeing a biker bar, which is not completely out of place for barbed wire. Um, and we got a, you know, a bunch of roughnecks in there, and they're all playing pool and talking trash about the news lady on TV and the new mayor in town. And they're just kind of scumbags or whatever. And, uh... A fellow walks into the bar and he's like, hey, is one of you guys have a, have like a really hot red roadster? And of course our biggest meanest dude is like, who wants to know? He's like, oh, well, there's just something really hot on it that's, and I smell gasoline. And he's like, oh no. And he really runs outside to his bike to see what's going on. And as we come outside, we're introduced to Barbwire, who is sitting on his bike. And of course his initial reaction is, what are you doing on my bike? And gets all uppity about it. And we see the way she's dressed is a lot more tactical. Like, back in the old days, it was very much leather and guns and kind of awesome. And now it's a little more tactical. She's got a... Like a is No, it's awesome? No, it's still, it's okay. still cool. But it, makes, <laughs> it makes more sense for, like, a bounty hunter-type person than the chains and whips in the 80s. Because they that's what people want in the 80s for that. It's a lot more... If I was going to mix this with something, try to compare it, it's almost like they took a barbed wire and put a... Uh, Dog of the bounty hunter spin on her, because uh she has a sweet mullet. Well, no, oh. no, but like the bulletproof vest and the uh, bell bonds, blah blah blah, going on. Anyway, she's out there with her team of guys, and of course the dude tries to throw down with her, and in the process, uh, the both the other guys that are like working with her, like her assistant guys, well, like I really hope, he, I really hope he doesn't say the b word, and he's like, yeah, I know she hates being called babe. And of course, our biker guy eventually gets the idea that he should do that and he he gets himself worked over pretty good by her. And ultimately, I mean, they, they wind up cuffing him and taking him away and she beats up his friends. And it's pretty, like, at a point where it, during the fight she seems like she might get overtaken and she's like, what are you guys doing? What am I paying you for? And eventually they help her. And then we find out there's also a TV crew following her trying to make it into a show. They arrest the guy who's, out on, who's the bell jumper. Uh, they slap him inside of a inside of the vehicle with handcuffs on. She tells the boys to take him downtown to have him checked in or processed or whatever. And the uh, the TV crew comes over and he's like, Oh, don't you want to do like a, a sit down talk with him? Like heartfelt talk? You know, try to show your softer side? And she's like, don't make me shoot you. And then she leaves and goes back to her, her bar that she's running, which we find out is major in debt, which is why we're doing the show thing at all. And in the process is that, we went to meet a couple of other thug types. We find out the barber has got a brother who's uh, blind, but... Uh, apparently allows himself to make work as a bartender because he can smell the alcohol I guess anyway I'm, I'm sure there's more behind that whole thing but it seems like some he's blind now but it was, at some one point it sounds like maybe he had an alcohol problem so I don't know we'll see how that all irons out it's just like another character that introduced she winds up throwing down with a bunch of other, a few other guys in the bar um, and by the end of the night another couple guys get hauled away by the cops and we wind up finding out the cops. I don't seem to be too happy just in general with like her whole setup, and uh, she's go. We find out about the bar going under, and then we get to the end, and there's a there's a cliffhanger. So it will be interesting to see where it goes. I mean, it was it was fun fun read. Uh, I thought it was entertaining. I like I like the character. So this idea of her being more of a because uh, I honestly don't remember if the original barbed wire was a bell jumper person, Or like a uh, what do you call that when you're bell bondsman. A, no, Bounty Hunter. That's what it is. You just said that. Did I? Earlier. Well, I, I don't know if the original one was or not. Like, I, I don't remember enough about it to remember that. But this one I liked just fine. I mean, I thought it was, it was fun. I, I like the way I the way she looks when she's dressed in her, in her gear going after dudes. It's pretty cool. Um, I give it a three. Uh, it was entertaining. I want to read the next one, so uh, there's that. Uh, Rob, you going know, to score? Yeah, i
2: probably follow up with a three. Um, I wasn't... Big fan of uh, Bob Wire before, but I, I remember her having the bar. I guess you know, but uh, it seems like a neat take, and I like the art for it, and it actually looks really, really good. So yeah. I think I think it'll turn out to be a pretty interesting story. And I have heard that too pure of alcohol can cause blindness. You know, which was, like, a big thing with Moonshine for a while. So I wonder if that's something to do with him. Yeah, he's... I don't know.
0: They don't give enough backstory on him to understand that yet. When we first see him, we just think he's some kind of awesome bartender. And she's told by the actual bartender that her brother's over there mixing alcohol. And she's like, well, who's let him do that? He's like, you're just kind of doing it. And we find out that he's blind afterwards. So it, I don't remember if he existed before or not because I don't, I don't think he did. But, I don't know, it's just another another piece to the puzzle as far as, like, characters are concerned. So... Overall, like I said, I, th- I thought it was pretty. It was entertaining. I thought so. There's that, um, Mr. Curtis.
1: I don't know. I like the art enough. I I never liked barbed wire, and Pam Anderson never helped it. Right. Um, I like Pat. I do like Pat. The writer I'm not familiar with. Right. i
0: am probably
1: honestly I'll probably give it a two.
0: Okay.
1: Uh, it's something that I wasn't looking forward to, and something I'm not looking forward to continuing right right song
0: All
2: right although she gets a sweet theme song now
0: because <laughs> you can
2: do Bob <laughs> and i forgot it's like dog it, it
0: was a damn no? uh,
1: okay comic book movie too oh yeah nobody ever mentions that one
0: well that's sort of a, yeah
1: they probably forget that like they forgot judge dread
0: well yeah probably but yeah. judge
1: dread was a very it was a better movie
2: I actually, for what it. Was. I like that judge, jet too. Yeah. I, yeah, I didn't have a problem with it. Yeah. Recycled food.
0: It's good for the I don't environment. And okay for <laughs> you. I am the law. <laughs> 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 Terrible. August uh, for Ross? I'd give it
3: a two and a half. I agree for the most part with Curtis where it's not really my thing, but the art looks okay and it sounds okay, just not up my alley, I guess.
1: Right. Um, it's very it, the tones are very different from the original. It's... What
0: I remember about the original, it doesn't feel like the same thing. Yeah,
1: it's very divergent from it.
0: Yeah, so I, I they're grand. I, I didn't read a lot of Barbed Wire. I read some of it, but not a lot.
1: Nobody was bitching about that reboot.
0: No, well, you know, I don't know how much of a reboot it really is. I don't know. Either. I think they waited just long enough for it to be like, oh, there, there was a thing called Barbed Wire. Wow, i never heard of this thing. Look at this new book. <laughs> <laughs> Something new. I like shiny things. It's, it's, uh,
1: the cover looks like it's like an Adam Hughes type cover. Yeah. So that really, that actually harkens back to the old burb wire.
0: Oh, okay, yeah. And then
1: when you open it, it's totally different than that.
0: Oh yeah, the art style inside is, I mean, it, well, I mean, it's character really good, design. But look, like, yeah, her costume. Yeah, and her arm, yeah.
1: It's 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 like interiors,
0: uh, like the whole like like I was trying to say, the whole like
1: yeah, it's like a bait and switch. Whole
0: tactical gear thing going on is very different from the original mm-hmm. like, whips and leather. You know, not that that's a bad thing, just that it's different. Mm-hmm.
1: I guess I just equate burb wire with tank girl for some reason.
0: Oh, come on, I love Tank Girl. I,
1: I like Lori Petty.
0: Yeah, me too. I like
1: the movie. Yeah. The books are trash. Well,
0: The newer ones? All of them. No. In
1: my opinion, Okay. the books are trash.
0: Okay. I think for this run
2: for Bob wire, though, they're probably trying to ground it a little bit more in, in pseudo-reality, if not actual reality. Right. Because, um, I mean, she was, if, if I remember right, she was pretty much a take-no-prisoner's... Didn't need help from anybody, kind of character. Sounds so like Red Sonia. E- even the fact that she's got people to help her in this one, kind of makes me a little bit more like believable for the story. But I, I don't know. I think I think it's going to be a neat one.
0: You know, so we'll have to see. Was this a limited run or is this an ongoing series? I you know I don't remember that. Okay. I don't think it's listed as a limited, but I'd be surprised if it was more than like a. It, I can see it being like volumized, like most everything else the Dark Horse does. Okay. But I don't. I don't remember that. Um, okay. So then I think uh, next book we have up is *The Spire* by the old uh, Boom Studios. That's what do you think? Well, no, that's who made it. It was Boom. I swear. Oh,
1: you think we're up with *The Spire*? Oh boy, well, yeah. *The Spire*, written by Simon Spurrier, drawn by Jeff Stokely, who I think we're all admitted fans of. Yeah. And Colors by Andre May, and I need to give a special shout-out to the letterists, Steve Wands, because the letters in it are fantastic. Yeah. Uh, but we start out 33 years ago to their timeline, which isn't our present timeline, but 33 years ago in the Nothing Lands, we're introduced to uh, Marchioness Julietta. I don't know who that is.
0: Right, neither.
1: And I think we learn a, a little bit about her, but we don't actually meet her past this because they're going through the nothing lands to the spire and then we flash forward 33 years and the Baron has died and the Baron's wife summons her children in to say goodbye to the father and he is Baron of the spire and we have like these little cherub looking guys who are mutants it looks like off to spread the sadness throughout the land from the spire and the spire is just a giant construction in the middle of nowhere. It looks like uh, it's got a lot of floors. Like I don't, I don't. Even, it doesn't mention how many, but mm-hmm. I think we get to the forties, and yeah. I think it's past that.
2: Yeah, it almost feels like one of the mega cities from Judge Dredd. It's oh, right? like an entire
1: a fantasy type mega city.
2: Yeah, like an entire country in one structure.
1: You know, and the the spire is set up in like the old city states where there are different levels of, of uh, wealth. Mm-hmm. Right, okay. So the scrubs are at the bottom and the rug are yeah. at the top.
0: So, like, the, uh, what do you call that? Medieval hierarchy? A hierarchy. Yeah. Is that what it is? I yeah. guess you could say. I, I was going to say chivalry, but that's dead. I don't think but <laughs> 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 That's on the But
2: anyway, uh, I, I do like that the cherubs are probably, like, the rudest guys, too. So, like... Everybody's very proper, and then they send them out, and they're like, oh, I got the old king picked it. <laughs> I, was, uh,
1: I was in the middle of a dream. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they send them out, and evidently some people don't want them gone because one of them gets shot through the head. So they're, send, they're, they're sent out to spread the sadness and to inform the people that the baron's dead. And so we also meet in the spire, who is part of the city security. Her name is Shaw, and she's going after these three... I don't know what they are, but they have they, they speak what's called Antiki-speak, which is kind of like Old English, thine, Thee, uh, Prithee, all that. So they speak like that, and she's going after them. And she's got a special ability that is not seen in anybody else in the Spire. So I guess that's how she became kind of like commander of the City Watch. But she wrangles one of them and saves a little child from dying in the same breath. But she's not happy she saved the child because the child's not moving and she's saying get the hell out of the way and then the kid tries to talk with her and she doesn't want to talk with her and they talk about the skews uh, which is a derogatory term that Shaw thinks so she corrects him and saying the sculpted so I don't think she falls into the whole a hierarchy thing where it should be separated. I think, even though she's a city watch, there are parts of her that believe everybody should be on common ground.
0: To until they buy into the system, right? Yeah.
1: So uh, she she gets shot in the process, and evidently she's a very tough lady. She's got white hair with an eye patch, uh, and so the two that got away meet with another lady in an alley, and they meet their downfall somehow and shaw's in there with her lady friend
2: it's very mysterious yeah the downfall. not the lady friend part, but, <laughs> the, but the downfall is very mysterious
1: shaw's in there with her lady friend and she gets interrupted and her manservant or whoever she is is named milk which is funny to me
2: <laughs> i always thought it was like a, an underling like a sergeant or something right
1: uh, but throughout the whole book we see that Shaw's got special powers and how she becomes captain of the guard. And now that the Baron's dead, one of his, I guess, daughters has taken the throne outside of everybody else's knowledge, and her name is Tiva. And uh, we see at the end where the little munchkin has melted an elder, and the elder looks to have something in common with Shaw. So, it's a, it's a very it, honestly reading it. It was somewhat hard to follow because of all the different talk that was in it. Um, the lettering is fantastic in it. Um, when it's the Antiki speak, which they spell A N T I K I talk, uh, it's very old English feeling to it. So it it breaks up the okay. This guy's talking this way. That guy's talking that way. Somewhat like they do with Thor.
0: I was gonna say very Thorish,
1: and they bring it to the forefront that way. But it, ultimately, it's a murder mystery. It feels like, and uh, very lineage-driven. I guess you could say. But i I was expecting a little more six gun gorilla when I was reading it, which I shouldn't have. But that was one of my all time favorite stories right now.
0: Right, and the same group that did that.
1: So. Yeah, and. The art in this doesn't seem as refined as Six-Gun Gorilla, and I love Jeff Stokely, always have. Um, I've met him in San Diego, i waited two years for a commission from him, and he delivered. Right. But this seems more like the... And he's very much into anime, I guess, or manga, or however you say it. Right. So it's got that feel to it, but it's not full-blown. It's more like the American stuff, like the Silk comic, Right. but not as refined
0: no, yeah, it's definitely got its own style to
1: it. And it almost feels like it was rushed, because his storyteller, mm-hmm. uh, Jim Henson's storyteller, Witches, didn't seem rushed like that. It just doesn't seem as, as as refined as his previous stuff, and I don't know if that was the plan.
0: Right.
1: I still enjoy it. Um, I, I'm just, do I want to read the next one? Yeah, but after that, we'll have to see. Right. You know? So uh, I score, I would probably give it, a three.
0: Okay.
1: It's a good story. It's it's, it's building out. Uh, it gets convoluted at some points, but I think that's because I'm American and Spurrier's from the U.K., so he has a lot of different words that kind of stick in my brain. Right. I don't, I don't want to base everything on that. No. Because yeah. I've read a lot of British writers that I can, you know. But he's got his own certain way that he talks, and he brings that forth in his work. I don't know. I, th- I think a three is a solid score for it. No, it is. It's good. So. Uh,
0: Mr. Ross?
3: I'd probably give this one a two and a half, two. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, I guess, once again, just probably not my thing. Right. Art, the art looks okay. Like Curtis said, it is kind of like an American anime type thing. Mm-hmm. Which sometimes I like that, and in this case, it didn't really hit me the right way, I guess.
1: Does it seem less refined? Yeah. Like it was rushed, or
3: yeah, yeah.
1: And I don't know if that was, you know, their idea. But mm.
3: uh,
1: did you read *Sex and kind of Gorilla*?
3: No, but I've heard a lot about it.
1: Yeah, probably from all of us. Yeah, yeah. I think we all talked <laughs> about
0: that one. Good stuff. Um, let's see. Well, I would give it. You know, I give it a three. Also, I mean, it's it's entertaining. I being it's a miniseries, I, I have a feeling that. From here, it, it'll just continue to pick up. I mean, Six Gun and Gorilla kind of did the same thing, and maybe the refinement between the two things is the color palette. Because Six Gun uh, Gorilla's color palette, we had a lot of oranges, a lot of big, like a lot of hard hue hue colors, and, and this is, doesn't have quite that same same color palette to it.
1: And I don't know if it was Jeff Stokely inking himself on Six uh, Gun Gorilla, point, yeah. But the line width in this is a little shaky to me. At you. So it's just not something that I'm used to, and right. the faces aren't as defined as in 6 Gorilla.
0: Oh, no, that, that's definitely true. And maybe, maybe, like you said, maybe it's just a different group inking, or a different, you know, I don't I don't know what the difference would be between the two. As far as this particular one, I mean, the first issue was pretty good. I it just, it, it, compared to the previous work on other books that we liked a lot, it doesn't quite fit the same.
1: And, and you mentioned 6 mm-hmm. Gorilla started slow. Right. I, I didn't feel that way.
0: I don't know, man. Like, when we first opened up in it, like, things got crazy right at the middle mm-hmm. of the first issue. And their whole catch at the end was the not really knowing what exactly we were really reading. Right. And, like, every book after that continued to speed forward. Mm-hmm. So I I it, think pacing-wise, maybe this one's a little slow on purpose.
1: But six Gun grabbed me, whereas right. this one is leaving me with something lacking. Sure. So. There's a lot more
0: depth in six Gun, too. I get to go, which um, that automatically pops for more, like, just, I don't know, action, I guess. Mm-hmm. And the giant turtles are awesome. So I agree. That's enough. since Gun. Rob, scorebook. Go. I um, actually give it three and a half. There's a there's another
2: artist that I think he might have been trying to mirror some of his art off of, and I was trying for the life of me to think of the title, of the book or the artist's name. I just can't. Um, I do think the art is a little less well defined than it was in in Sixth Gun. But you know, I, I think it worked out. I I was a little hesitant about it when I when I got here, but I actually really enjoyed it. I thought there was a lot of neat little intrigue into it, and I liked the dynamics of the of the characters. And I, I like that they did a, the different font for each you know little dialect, so that you know immediately not to just correct the way that they're speaking in your head. That that's how it's supposed to be done. So. But yeah, I I think it's going to be a really neat story. So we'll see how it turns out.
0: Cool. All right. Well, let's move into, I think we're down to Aquaman number 41. Awesome. Ross? (laughs) We have Aquaman
3: by our new creative team of Bun, McCarthy, and Major. And as I think Mike and I talked about a little bit on this podcast is that Mike was really excited for it. I was a little bit more hesitant. We knew the creators were pretty awesome and that it was probably going to be a good thing, but I wasn't very happy with the write-ups and the previews and, and how it was looking for the Aquaman continuity, I should say. Right. And right out the gate with this book, they fixed that for me. And so um, it takes place, it starts in Missouri, I believe. Yeah, which is kind of a crazy place for Aquaman to take place because there's no bodies of water around Missouri
0: at all yeah, whatsoever. They, they straight up, mentioned that in the very opening too. Mm-hmm. He's there at the Stainless Arch, so it gives a pretty good reference point for where he's at.
3: Yeah, and then all of a sudden, these crazy black portals and temples and stuff start showing up, and these black tentacles kind of start grabbing people, and um, very like H.P. Lovecraft style thing going on
0: that's good yeah that's what
3: it's like yeah um and aquaman is fighting them, and you find out he's got he's fighting with like a. it's kind of a sword it's more like a knife like a dagger type thing but it's kind of in between short sword is what i would call it and he's fighting these things with them and the short sword is kind of awesome because he presses a button on it later and it turns into his trident so he's got crazy new magic basically um, you find out later in it that he has, that he's gathered the relics, he says, and whether or not, I kind of was thinking those were going to be like the old Atlantean relics that we heard about in Aquaman and the others, but I think there's something totally different in this, um, because he gets all these new powers, like, freezing things and calling down lightning. It reminds me a lot of his Injustice oh, kind yeah. of okay. moves.
1: yeah,
3: cool. Um... And as he's saving these people, we kind of get a flashback to him and Mira swimming. And this is what I liked. I was glad that they had this in there. I think they probably could have done a little bit better with how they did it instead of doing flashbacks like this. But whatever, that's just my personal preference, I guess, there. Um, And he actually kind of proposes to Mira, which they were never really married, I guess, in New 52. But they were never really... I mean, separated yet either.
0: Overall, New 52's original ruling was that no one was married in the New Fifty Two. Yeah, and it so. wasn't it wasn't
3: like anything directed exactly at them, so you never actually knew. But, mm-hmm. um, and a, as that's kind of happening, one of these they go on this mission because something's polluting the waters, and they go down and they see one of these temples that we've seen in the future for Aquaman now, right. Um, with the crazy black tentacles coming out and it opens or uh Mira closes it in a portal it looks like basically when she uses her water powers to kind of close it off from everything we go back to the the present and Aquaman's fighting all these crazy like monsters now they're not just like weird tentacle things now they're actually like these crazy looking monsters well, he's
0: finally moved he's moved inside of the building yeah. inside the building we have these crazy monster things
3: and they all look really cool. Like The artwork here is really good, I like how they all
0: look. Yeah, they got a cool look to them.
3: Um, uses his crazy ice powers and he kinda traps one of the guys and the guy's like, you should have murdered me, why aren't you doing that? He says, uh, says something like, it's very like you to not do this and then Aquaman leaves the building and calls down lightning and burns all of them basically well yeah well, he,
0: he, first he's mocking him. he's like you don't you're not the, the bringer of death blah, blah 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 like they had heard terrible things about him mm. and that he wasn't that bad because he wasn't just killing all of them mm. but yeah then the lightning and there's that
3: yep um we get another flashback where we find out that uh they pull Volca out of prison And he talks about how this has been like a disease that's been on Atlantis over the centuries. Like, it's been there for forever. Um, And Aquaman basically says, whatever this is, I'm going to find a way to stop it. And it's very obvious that he's fighting for Atlantis, too. That he's not just... Yeah, I mean, that that should be obvious anyways, but that's kind of important in the next couple of pages.
0: He he, he straight up says, whatever this is, I'm going to protect Atlantis from it. Maybe if I have to kill every single one of them. Yeah. Because he basically revealed to us that these buildings and all these weird tentacle things and the crazy monsters are like another reality infringing on our reality. Mm. And whether they're escaping from a different universe or whether they're just coming over here to take over or what exactly they're doing, it's hard to say. But them being displaced is causing problems for us. And he's like, yeah, if I have to kill every single one of them, so be it. Mm. And that's basically where he leaves it at. That he'll protect Atlantis no matter who he has to murder.
3: Mm-hmm. And uh, we'll go to the next page. And I'm going to leave the end kind of because it's kind of crazy spoiler. It's, yeah, has a end. pretty good catch at the um, But the next part is after he leaves that temple. Back in the present, now this is kind of why I didn't like the jumping back and forth. But
0: mm, it's all right.
3: Now that we're back in the present, you see Atlantean warships, and all the people are like, "Oh, Aquaman just saved us. These are his allies. This is great." And uh, Aquaman's response to that is all hell,
0: <laughs> right?
3: Um, well, so, yeah, kind of leave it at there. Atlantis is going after Aquaman, and honestly, that's not really that crazy. Not, it's
0: not the first time it's happened. No, he's not. He's not always on the right side of, of the throne.
3: No, he, in fact, more often than not, he's not. Right. Um, Pretty normal, but i don't yeah
0: <laughs> i don't want
3: to give it away at the end but
0: it's all right it's all right
3: some craziness about who's leading atlantis and is part of why i was upset initially but right. i think they're going to explain it and there's going to be something crazy going oh on, no doubt so.
0: like the, the the final reveal i mean there's two reveals in there like the we know the the, the glans are there to capture him and then we yeah you gotta leave it at that so mm. scorebook ross go
3: I'd give it a three and a half. It was a whole lot better than I expected, and I'm going to keep continue reading it, which is good. I like Aquaman. <laughs> I don't like the way Aquaman looks. I really don't like the new design for him very much. Um, but the art in the book is good overall. I liked it a lot, and the story's really cool. I think they are going to do something kind of different. I like the horror touches and, like, Lovecraftian kind of thing they've got going on with it. Right. And his new powers are awesome. Like I said, they remind me a whole lot of Injustice. So,
0: Right on. Understandable.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, you know, I give it a three and a half also. Uh, story-wise, like, I, I don't know. I thought it was fine. I, I, I don't mind the back and forth between time. I, I think that's fine. Um, story-wise, the catch at the end is it's a pretty good catch. It'll be interesting to see how they iron it all out. It becomes a lot more clear just from what was in ads, ad, with this issue being down, it makes the ads make a lot more sense. All the ones I had out there before. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I I don't I don't mind his look really, but I wasn't married to the other one. So.
3: Yeah. It's uh, definitely uh, personal preference, I think. For yeah, no doubt. Anything.
0: It's all right. His trident's awesome.
3: Yeah, that part is cool. <laughs> I like that a lot.
2: Uh, Rob, I give it a four. I, you know, Aquaman is just. One of those books that just cannot be stopped, I think. And I think this is going to be another great chapter in the story. Um, It is definitely a crazy new look. Mm -hmm. But I'm glad that you know the initial idea sounded like, oh, it's going to be a parallel reality. And I was kind of like, oh, man, Aquaman's working. Let's just leave him in in regular DC continuity. So Mm -hmm. I'm kind of glad that they're sticking with that. But it'll be interesting to see how that turns out, because there's a lot of little Easter eggs in that last panel. So Mm -hmm. we'll see. Anyways.
0: Yeah, I'm just curious. Uh,
1: Well, I'm not a giant fan of Wacoman, but knowing Ross over the years, I've come to accept him, (laughs) I guess you could say. (laughs) Right, okay. I like Colin Bunn's work, but it's usually his horror stuff like uh, Wolf Moon, The Remains, or his anti-hero stuff like Sinestro. Right. So I'm familiar with Colin Bunn, and I enjoy his work. Uh, the art is <clears throat> Trevor McCarthy, who was doing some Batwoman stuff, trading on and off with Amy Reader. Okay, yeah. I don't know why, but when I look at the cover to this, and I don't know what it is, but I always think, because the style's not similar at all, but like Becky Cloonan huh. when she was doing Conan, like the males don't seem as hard and rugged as a lot of artists portray them to be. And it's not style-wise; it's just looking at it. That's what I think. It's not a knock on him. It's not a knock on Becky Cloonan. Um, I'll give it a three. Mm-hmm. I I enjoyed it enough to think, hey, maybe I'll continue. All right. So.
3: And he definitely got his horror tinge stuff going. You know, in all this stuff book too. coming out of the
0: tentacles right. and the crazy, Pyram crazy like. They almost look like Aztec pyramid pyramid things. Mm-hmm. It, yeah, it's it's crazy. See, yeah, I can see the horror story. I've been reading.
3: Moment. Yeah, I've been reading a lot of Lovecraft recently, and I, it's one hundred percent Lovecraft inspired.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> crazy nonsense, tentacle Cthulhu. <laughs> <sighs> All right. Um. Let's see. Well, let's, do you want to do some uh, books to watch? Uh. He was yeah. going to me first. <laughs> you know, I always like, <clears> how <throat> we go to Rob. Rob, you have some books to watch. You know, actually, I, I found
2: the title and the artist. I was thinking of it's Brandon Graham, and he was doing King City. And I think that's kind of the style that I
0: don't think he's as wild be... as that is. It's but... not
2: quite, but I think that might be huh. some of the inspiration for the look of the, spire. the Spider. Spider, yeah. okay. But um, there's going to be a lot of good stuff coming out from Marvel. I think they all knew all different. Uh, Avengers is going to be great. Um, Got at least two really good titles for the X-Men coming out, continuing with Uncanny and then the extraordinary X-Men. But Doctor Strange, super excited to check that out. I think it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Right on. Uh, Roth?
3: Uh, With the new Marvel stuff, I'm definitely going to have to go with Guardians of the Galaxy in the what was it, uh, Agents of the Shield, the Howling Commandos, Helling is that Commandos. what it's called? Howling Commandos. Yeah, that looks shield. awesome. Uh, Bizarro has been really cool for DC, if you'd like just like goofy books. Right. There's a ton of fun, like, DC easter eggs and that, and just a lot of humor in general. It Remi- actually reminds me a lot of old Tiny Titans.
0: Oh, all right.
3: Not quite as a- aimed towards the kids, but right, a lot right. of the same type of references and stuff in there that are really cool. Uh Robin, son of Batman, has been awesome. And I'm excited for the next issue of Aquaman. Sure. And Justice League. But, and Darth Vader. I think <laughs> that's it. <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, Curtis?
1: I'll echo uh, Ross and Sing. Helen Command as a shield. Right. Dum Dum Dugan, Manphibian. And I can't remember the werewolf guy's name. Neither. But Monkey's part of it, too. Uh, Hitmonkey. <laughs> I mean, that's a seller right there. Uh, and Barbie, right, Barb, Barbary, Barbary, something. Frank J., whatever.
0: <laughs> Barbary, I think, yeah.
1: <clears throat> uh, yeah, that's a, that's a no-brainer. Uh, the Spirit, number one, came out last Wednesday. Right. Keep on the Spirit. Dan Schickati's doing the art, so. Uh, I was going to say barbed wire isn't ongoing, or it's solicited is an ongoing. Cool. I don't say keep an eye out for that. That was just for our edification. Uh... Yeah, I, I don't know, know man. Oh, uh, Exo Manowar number 50 has been kind of a big deal now, so keep an eye out for that. It's probably a good starting point. Yeah, okay. Um, I can't think of anything else. Well, I read a bunch, but I can't really think no, of anything. Right, yeah. Maybe keep on Onyx. Yeah. It sounds cool. Uh,
0: that's it. All right. Um... Let's see. Well, this last week we had We Stand on Guard come out. Uh, I like the first issue a lot. That was awesome. Um, I can see it not being everybody's taste, but at the same time, I thought that was pretty good. Uh, man, I feel like there was a couple I had in there, but now I don't. I'm interested in The Only Wolverine. I think that'll be cool to see what's going on, what's going on with that. Some I'm pretty... I'm actually pretty jazzed by that book happening. Um, we'll see how the... Uh, We'll see how the rest of the Marvel stuff shapes up. I'd uh, I say I keep, keep an eye out for uh, for the barbed wire, because I, I, I really did like this this new starting port and this reboot or whatever it is. And then uh, next week we have Lando, so I'm pretty Ooh, super stoked for Lando. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes, because oh. I think it'll be awesome.
1: I was going to say try and keep an eye out for Luke Cage, because he's not in anything.
0: I think that's true, right. And I know
1: he said that he was going to take some time off, but <laughs> God damn it. Right, Luke Cage is the man. So, damn it, Marvel! Maybe he'll show up in our Howling uh, Commandos. That'd be cool. That'd be very cool. Uh, he... Well, he he was already part of the Thunderbolts with That's Man true. Thing, oh, so he's yeah. got his connection. Okay, and if they use yeah. Man Thing as the dimensional portal, yeah, that'd be awesome.
0: Damn okay, it. okay, yeah. All right, I I can see that. Okay. Initially, I thought no, but now I forgot the connection to Man Thing.
1: Because he was the one that actually was let him touch him. Yeah. And he didn't burn because he wasn't right. scared. Yeah. Damn it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right. I well, think is that is that anything else? Is that it. That's it. Walkersaw, Walkersaw, I was at oh, <laughs> New Comic Con next week, so we'll see how that goes. <laughs> all, right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That was it. That's it. That's all I got.
1: You aren't looking forward to anything in San Diego? Uh, you know I
0: don't know, we'll see.
1: You got anything planned in San Diego? Yeah. Is there anything you want to plug?
0: Uh, well, yeah, um hopefully this weekend we'll have the uh Knockaround Girls uh Knockaround Girls Kickstarter up and running. What's Knockaround Girls Steve? Uh, it's it's a fairy <laughs> tale with, with punching. punching. Yeah. Fairy tale with punching. Um it's a book that I that I wrote and uh first issue's done art wise you
1: also drew it
0: well yeah I drew it too uh, I just really need a colorist which is part of what I'm doing Kickstarter for and then get it printed in mass quantities so yeah you know you help um, help brother out
2: you all know these knockouts now watch them knock each other out
0: <laughs> <What's> <laughs> you can, uh, yeah. <laughs> you can go to uh, uh that's the website for the book. There's a button on there for the Kickstarter, uh, which should be active, hopefully, on Monday. And, uh, yeah, we'll plug that while we're out there a little bit and see what we can do about getting photo covers done and whatnot. Uh, so, yeah, that'd be awesome. I mean, help, help help, me out, make books. Good times. Other than that, I mean, I've got some DC interviews lined up, so we'll see how many of those actually pan out. Hopefully, Colin cool. Bun. Hopefully, Colin button. So, we'll see. And Marv Wolfman, I really want that one, but we don't I don't know if it's gonna work or not. Anyway, so we will see. As far as that goes. Um, that, that was it. That's all I got for that. It's gonna be a long weekend. Different kind of thing. Ross, anything else?
3: That's it for me.
0: He's like, I fell asleep over here. I'm like, you shut up, Ross. Not really. <sighs> So, Wakaza, Wakaza, no, Tiki? Tiki! Tiki! Taki!
3: Wakaza, Wakaza, demanda
2: no, Waka, no. Waka, Waka! I think that's only different. Oh. oh,
0: my bad. <laughs> so, for oh. now,
3: I got the mental image of Bobby Bear with the Cayman Rider mask <laughs> on. <doing laughs>
0: so the so pose. you have any idea how much of his first <laughs> excel? Hidden shin! Or a yeah. hairy
2: shin. Hairy yeah. yeah. shin! <laughs> and then he pulls out his rubber chicken, <laughs> hits the. You with the shoot off the head and then it just explodes. It <laughs> <That> sounds
3: awesome. It <laughs> would be great. Can we make that?
2: I, it'd probably be very expensive. We can make it really poorly.
3: Well, it's better than nothing.
0: <laughs> <laughs>